Good morning, everyone. Good to see everyone jumping on. Uh, welcome to another Wealth Coffee Chat. Uh, there you go. Hey, uh, Jeff. Good to see you. Uh, good to see you having a, a good time, mate. On your on your week off. It's nice to get the uh, get a few things going your way. And um, hey, listen, we've got a few things happening at mentoring. Uh, you reminded me, Jeff and um, Michelle. We're doing a live mentoring soon in Melbourne, um, and uh, we're popping down there. It's going to be a bit of fun. We're planning on one in Brisbane and Melbourne uh, soon as well, and uh, there'll be a few invites to some locals. And if you're super keen, if you want to fly into state, let us know. But uh, we're going to do a live mentoring night um, for about 100 people down in Melbourne on the 4th of March, and uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. But, uh, yeah, good to see some of your uh, your dates and times are lining up, Jeff, um, as we roll. So, uh, hey, good morning to everyone. While everything's sort of warming up, do a little quick intros. Jason Witten's my name. If you're new, if you're wandering by and you find us each morning, Monday to Friday, we get together, have a little wealth coffee chat about real estate investing and uh, making sure we, uh, you know, we go the distance. We've got a couple of sayings. I need to get a couple of stickers. That's what I'm going to do. I'm going to get a couple of little stickers. You know, this thing, this thing's a marathon, not a sprint. It takes time to build a property portfolio. Um, and a bit of patience and, um, you know, some nerves of steel, to be honest. You've got to sort of hang in there. And um, the other little saying, which is, I think it's a very important one, buy well, never sell. You know, the idea about property investing for passive income in the future. It's not necessarily passive, though, is it? It's not passive, but it's low hands-on um, is... Uh, Buy well, never sell. You've got to buy some good real estate. Folks, you've got to buy some good real estate. Some good real estate in a good spot. Uh, you know, that's attractive to people who've got the ability to rent it for the right price. That's the way it rolls. So uh, there you go. If you're new, welcome. Give us a shout out in the chat. Let us know. Love to hear from you, where you're from, what you're up to. Um, if you feel like sharing uh, as we go. All right, Alison's coming. Everyone's on. Chris is in. Jeff's in. Good to see, team. Uh, great, great to see. We'll get some uh, invites and stuff um, floating around at some point real soon. Um, keep an ear on that. We better get it going, I suppose. It's probably what? Yeah, probably two or three weeks away. So we need to get organized. Um, but yeah, good morning. Um, good morning. Good morning. So, little shout out Nevin, Chris, Alison, Jeff, Rodney, James, Ben. Michelle, Nick, Simon, Adrian. I think I said everyone's name. Good to see all of you guys. Fantastic to have you on. Hey, today I want to talk about the six drivers and um, the six drivers when it comes to the, just these big, these big pieces of um, you know influence in the property market in Australia. We've chatted about these uh, once or twice before, um, and I'm sure one of one or two of you might um, already have an idea of what they might be. So let's do this. Give us a bit of a shout out in the chat if you if you think, all right, I know what the the, the major drivers are uh, when it comes to this real estate gig that we're talking about uh, in Australia. What are the main drivers uh, when it comes to value uh, increasing or decreasing, by the way? This is a two-edged sword. goes both ways, six drivers. 
Uh, and um, um, rents increasing, values increasing, those sorts of things. Because you know we have um, we have a, a little bit of a, a matrix, a bit of a system we look at the marketplace uh, with, and um, you know we we try and make the best decisions possible as property investors uh, as we roll. Hey, good morning, Tanya, Danny, and um, Arun. Good morning from Hornsby. Hornsby, yeah, I used to live right near Hornsby. Many years ago, I used to work at Knox Grammar School as a teacher. It's not the Rona, by the way. Uh, <laughs> just a cough. Uh, there we go. All right, let's have a look at this. We've got a few in there. Jeff's, uh, Jeff's diving in. Yep, there's a lot of talk about interest rates going up at the moment. And, you know, we've got to keep an eye on that. We've had a chat about it. Um, in of recent times, okay? So, uh, you know, what does that look like? And uh, and away we go. Interest rates are good. Uh, the other one, you know, supply and demand. <clears throat> uh, we've got a supply issue, uh, a hideous supply issue at the moment. Uh, we'll talk a little bit about that. You know, uh, what does it look like in your area, where we're investing, uh, those sorts of things. Uh, we have politics. All right, I think that's how you spell it, politics. <clears throat> I think I put the P-O-L-I-T-I-C-S. <clears throat> politics, you know, the, the crazy politicians uh, talking about what they're going to do, and they're already starting to rev this up. They're talking about increasing taxes, doing this, doing that, whatever it might be. It has uh, a driver effect in real estate markets. The You know, the politicians said, hey, listen, Let's do a stimulus when it comes to house building and house. So they created a house boom and house building issue. Uh, you know, it was a positive. And now at the moment, uh, it's actually turned into a bit of a negative for some people when it comes to the the pricing of construction at the moment. Okay, so interest rates, supply and demands, politics. Um, as we go, um, we're talking about infrastructure uh, as uh, an important Thing happening in Australia. We're talking about employment and jobs. Uh, and last but not least, we're talking about um, population immigration. All right. So these are the big drivers, the big drivers that drive property values uh, and discussions and conversations. And, you know, if we think about this. As a bit of a matrix, you know where are we right now? Okay, where are we right now? And let's look at the three big cities. Let's look at um, let's look at Briz. Let's look at Malb, and let's look at Sydney. And you can do it um, with all the other cities too, folks. Um, but I'm just doing the East Coast right now. But this is just an example of what we're talking about, right? So interest rates now for all of us. Um, is it going to have a positive or negative effect? I don't think it's going to be a real issue for um, Brisbane. Brisbane's still got some rental uh, rental capacity. So I think I'm going to call that neutral. I would call um, uh, I would call it negative in Sydney um, and depends on where we are in Melbourne. I would call it neutral to negative. If interest rates go up too high, the rental yield, often can't um, can't handle the interest rates going up, okay? 
So I think Brisbane can. I actually think Melbourne can in certain spots, and we'll talk about this, but I don't think Sydney's got much of a chance when it comes to um, handling an interest rate rise, when it comes to residential real estate and servicing. The prices are high. The, 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 the rents are low. Got a bit of a challenge, right? So, and I think, you know, uh, if you look at Perth and Adelaide and, and Canberra and a few of the other cities, you know, they can handle uh, a little bit more interest rate rise easier than the cities that are too expensive, okay, or the types of properties that are too expensive. Anyway, that's not what today's about. I'm going to get to the gist of today. You know, supply and demand, uh, listen, it's rubbish. It's absolutely rubbish here. It's rubbish there and it's rubbish there. Like, what is going on? In a positive sense, for us as property investors, driving value, driving prices, driving costs, okay, um, that's what that's what we're seeing in many of these places. Politics at the moment uh, is a bit of a question mark. It's often it's often a bloody question mark. But anyway, they they're looking to get re-elected, and they always make some weird noises when it comes to the election promises. Now, infrastructure, big tick in the box, massive positive for for Brisbane. Uh, Melbourne's actually got a fair bit going on. Um, Sydney has the. I'm going to give it a tick and a cross at the same time because it's not as influential across the whole city when it comes to the infrastructure. Sydney's infrastructure, you know, is on the outskirts um, when it comes to big jobs. But Brisbane, tell me, folks, what's happening in Brisbane? And we're all getting ready for it um, right now. And the other one in Melbourne, you know, some of the largest infrastructure projects ever uh, in the country's history when it comes to the city's infrastructure. You know, those two cities are getting absolutely invested in heavily, okay? So we're talking about jobs, and it's tight in all of those areas. Plenty of jobs being promoted in those spots, but we're talking about population and immigration. What does it look like? So when we have a bit of a matrix here, we go, right, you know, know, interest rates are positive there. I'd give it a half positive in Melbourne, depending on where you're buying. You know, we've got infrastructure. You've got employment and jobs going your way, you know, uh, et cetera, et cetera. So when we're thinking about what do these big drivers do uh, and how we're positioned in our real estate investing, you guys can get a bit of a picture, right? You can think about it high level and then we can drill in um, as we go. So I don't know if the chat's working. Um, maybe it is, maybe it isn't. Put a little thumbs up or something in the chat for me. See if that's working because, folks, you know, you guys know this and if you're new like Arun, uh, and if you're listening in for the first time, you know, Brisbane, the Olympics, you know, there's billions of dollars going to be spent on getting prepared for that, you know, and uh, and, and much more. So what do we got right now uh, on our doorstep or affecting us right now? Thanks, Nick. <clears throat> uh, the number one thing that I think is very exciting for this next one to two years, maybe three years, is the immigration uh, immigration need for Australia. We've got a massive skill shortage, huge skill shortage, folks. Uh, we've been we've been down on uh, on population. We've had a negative population growth for a period of time over COVID, uh, and um, we uh, we need more people in this country, which is which is. You know, there's 
there's plenty of debates, but I'm just talking economically. We need taxpayers. We need the population of this country to grow. Uh, and, um, you know, we need, to, we need to have, you know, citizens here, you know, contributing to the economy. And that's how this works, okay? So what does it look like? Right now, um, a few things have happened when, it ta- when, when we're talking immigration, okay? There you go. You can hardly hear me. Um, let, me let me see that, Kylie. Um, my end is pretty, pretty maxed out and loud, but tell me if it's not working, team. Um, I might, uh, might see if I can turn mine up a little bit at this end and... Um, as you go. Um, yeah, and Sam, absolutely. Uh, Alison, absolutely. Sam did a um, Sam did a podcast last week. Um, Sam did a podcast last week. Get hold of that on the Urban Property Investor about uh, migration and, and, and the economics connected and attached to it. We are on the cusp. We are on the cusp, ladies and gents of, uh, a, 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 you know, the second wave, the second push or the, the second wind of this property boom, property momentum, growth boom right now. And it's going to come in the form of new uh, focus on immigration and population right now where Australia is on its knees when it comes to our supply chain. We know so many developers right now who have shelve their projects because they can't afford to build them. Uh, and, you know, um, we, we wade through hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of deals every, uh, every month to find the best deals for you guys at Mentoring. And um, it's interesting to see lots and lots and lots, like significant amount of developers can't make or builders can't make the projects work, which is going to make it worse, team. It's going to make it worse. We, we had these approvals numbers and now the starts are actually falling off the cliff. Anyway, that's another discussion as we go. So get hold of that uh, podcast from Sam. But here's what's going on. February 21, they're unlocking uh, all of the the visas that have been backed up. There's about 160,000 of them or something like that. And from July uh, 2022, at this point in time, uh, there's going to be, all right, let's do it. Let's get everyone into the country, okay? And uh, what does that look like when it comes to numbers, team? Now, here's the the idea, um, a couple of different versions of the world when it comes to the number of, um, you know, people coming into the country and how it's going to happen. Skilled migration uh, is going to be high. Uh, You know, uh, according to this one here, you know, we're looking at a minimum of 160,000 people, uh, if not more. The government... Is this is directly from the budget paper? The budget paper is aiming by the end of um, well, we're going to enter into the twenty twenty three financial year, uh, not not too far away, and we're looking at you know two hundred thousand plus people over that twelve month period. What is that going to do for us, team? What's that going to do? Uh, that's going to drive value. That's going to drive. Um, that's going to drive rents. Um, but here's the question. Here's the question. Get your thumbs quick ready in the chat. Um, in the past, uh, I think I just gave it away there, but in the past, these 200,000 people, where have the majority of those people landed 
and I don't think it will change this time either, whereas the majority of those people landed as a first port of call in Australia when it comes to migration, immigration, and it goes into the country. Where? So two questions. Where do they first land, and then where is the secondary manoeuvre that's been happening for a long time um, as we go? <laughs> yeah, I think I gave the answer away. I should have, I should have held on to that one. But here, listen, look at this. 2017, 2018, the majority, the, the majority of people um, who came from overseas landed in Melbourne and Sydney. Melbourne and Sydney, uh, overseas migration is the blue there, uh, natural increase. And then, you know, by and large, Sydney, Sydney loses people. And where does it go next? Where do they go next? You can see it on the chart here, team. You can see it on the chart. They come into Sydney and Melbourne. They go, yeah, okay. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm up for it. Mostly they exit from Sydney, according to this historic uh, Melbourne's the best city. Well, Melbourne Melbourne won the most livable city for, what, seven, eight years in a row, Nick? You know, um, there you go. And where do they go, team? Look, look at this. They go to Brisbane. So this is, you know, and so Sam and I, you know, and, and the team at Positive have been talking about this for, for ages. You know, <clears throat> we think the best two towns in the country at this moment in time for major momentum from this population push are going to be Melbourne and Brisbane, okay, Melbourne and Brisbane. That's what we think, uh, and uh, there's plenty of reasons why. But you can see from the history it's like, you know, people come into Melbourne, um, they tend to stay because according to Nick and, and many others, I'm sure, <laughs> it's a good place to live. Melbourne's a great city. Uh, and then, you know, hey, if people look for a bit of sunshine, they head north. And I I would say right now for me, that's going to be Gold Coast to the sunny coast as well um, up in Brizzy. So listen, folks, um, oh, keep that in mind. <clears throat> Sorry about my, um, yeah, Gary, right onto it, mate. Like yeah, you just you just um you just beat me to it. So sorry about my coughing fit right there. Nearly uh nearly uh coughed my uh, lung out on uh, live streaming the live streaming show, but we made it. We got there. We did it in the end. All right, that's it for me, team. Hopefully that's landing and making sense. You know, how would you use this in your investing? Are you in place in Brisbane and Melbourne, and more importantly? More importantly, I believe we're on the cusp of a massive, massive rental boom. That, that's, that's what we firmly believe, uh, and uh, I think this is going to be good. The, if the interest rates kick up a little, it'll sort of wake everyone up, uh, and uh, it'll probably take 12, 18 months to flow through, but um, you watch. You watch. There will be increases in rents, and our cash flow, team, our cash flow we're gonna, is going to be good. Don't rush out and lock your interest rates in, though. There's there's some traps in that um, if you're still in acquisition phase. I might talk about that, actually, in the next little little bit. But uh, there you go. All right, that's it. I'm just rubbing on now. It is 8.33. We're meant to finish at 8.30, but uh, a little bit over time. You guys stay well. Stay awesome wherever you are. Uh, join me tomorrow for another Wealth Coffee Chat. But we've got some good things coming, team. Be patient. Remember, buy well, never sell. This thing's a marathon, not a sprint. We'll all get there. Stick with it. Stick to the plan and uh, 
10, 15, 20 years' time, you'll be very happy about what you've achieved as a property investor. That's it from me, team. You guys have an awesome day. Go well. Adios. See you tomorrow. Bye-bye.